Agut Nerev Shabbos, Rabbi Yisai Parashas Boi, is really the Parash of Yitzhia, the Parash of Geula. There's so much to talk about. Let's try to just zero in on the on the mitzvahs that we got Peshas to Yitzhia. The Maral Meprag is aiming on the fact that we went out of Mitzrayim so Chazal say, "Forever alayich, forever v'neis itcho is doidim." The pasuk in Yecheskel. The is doidim is the igiyah shvush and ishbati lavro. Hashem said, "This is the time. The time has come. I have to redeem Klal Yisrael." V'loyhoya biyodem mitzvus l'sasik bem. Chazal say that there weren't enough mitzvus, or there weren't mitzvus at all. And if you look there in Yecheskel, it continues. Fat Avon the area. So the Medrash says over there, and Rashi brings down the Chazal, that Vinosalam Shtei Mitzvahs, Pesach and Mila. And that's the Pasuk, Mispossesses Bidamoyich, and it was two Domim, Dam Pesach and Dam Mila. The bottom line is we see that Kleis or one Roy to leave without receiving these two mitzvahs. So the morale is, is Oymid, what was special about these two mitzvahs? The morale is Oymid, what, what, what was special? What was unique about these mitzvahs? So the morale, he explains that the etzim is Yitzhiyah, the actual Yitzhiyah was to become Avdei Hashem. I mean, that was the whole idea. So he says that the symbol of Avdus, the, the Ois of Avdus, is the Brismila. And that's talking what we, he stole through the Sugin in Mesach Shabbos, that the Eved Yotzeb Chosim Shabbat there's also Sugin Makas, where they had like a service Kaka of an Eved, there's a whole Tesefta there. So this is the kind of simon that the Evan has. And that's the the Ois Prismila, which is unique. It's engraved on the body that the person is an Evan Hashem. That's the idea. And Mela now it's Shaykh to have a Yitzhiyah. That's basically what the morale is saying. He says then if that's the case, that should be sufficient. What do they need more? So he goes on to say that the Avdus can't just be Avdus. The Avdus has to be attached to a Bapoyal, to some kind of mitzvah. An Evid that doesn't have an Avdus Bapoyal is Echid Mishkin It's not an Avdus. That's why we needed this second mitzvah, the mitzvah of Pesach. And that that actually takes the Avdus and it, and it, and it sort of forms itself into an actual Eved which which is serving his master. And this he could look up in the Gurarie and he explains which is not just And he goes on to say that's why it's called Avoida. We know that the Ben asks 
the different mitzvahs that were associated with the Korban Pesach, all were called Avoidah. So the morale's concept is, because that's really what they were there for. The, the meal was the, was the becoming the Evet. And these mitzvahs were, the Korban Pesach was a way of, of actually giving us Avoidah food to facilitate our Avdas. L'chaira, what's still left for us, the morale left us place to understand, again, why was it Pesach? Why Dafka is the Korban Pesach, a form of Avdas? If we're already talking about Avdas, there's many other types of Avdas. Why would the Korban Pesach be the symbol of Avdas to be an Evid Hashem? There has to be something unique. Additionally, it's a little bit hard to understand what's Ginoi, the Indian here of Kiddush HaChodesh, by Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim. The Chodah was like a, like a third mitzvah. Third mitzvah was the mitzvah of, of, of Chidush. And Take, many are on this, the Sfasemes, in explaining why we, Klaisol, Moinel, Levona, how we have ischatras, a different madregas, ukadoima, and the Mesoilam don't. There's a stagnation. Ramesha Shapira Zatal also was aiming on this. Also talks about the concept of the ischatras. But I want to expand on this and maybe get a better tvisa on what's Merum is here, what really what is hinted over here. Years ago, when I was a cheder yingle, about nine years old in Eretz Yisrael, I heard from my Rebbe, Rebbe Nechemi Becker, Zechen Olavrocha. He said a story with the Chazanish. And there was something very special about the story that just, it hit me, again, as a kid, and it's something that's, to some level, stayed with me. The story was like a typical Godel story that you would, that, that you would think. But I'm just going to explain to the Olam in what unique area it hit me. The story he said was that there was a young man in Yerushalayim who had Nebuch a very, very serious illness. And it seems that there was no real cure. And um, pretty much in the, whatever was available then medically was exhausted. The resources were exhausted. There was no uh, medical hope for this individual. So the decision he made was to go to Bnei Brak to see the Chazanish. In those days, to go to Bnei Brak was not a Pasha to Maiseh. And to go from Yishalayim to Bnei Brak was, was a real trip. Time-consuming, expensive. It was, it, was, it was a significant trip. No, the man who was, came out of pauper, Obviously, somehow put the put the money together and the time and whatever was needed and the kaiches, and he made a trek to the chazanish. And he unveiled himself to the chazanish with all of his tzoros and his matzav achayim and everything. And the chazanish had one question for the man. He didn't ask him anything further about the medical condition. He didn't ask him anything. He asked him one thing. He said, "Tell me, Tyre Kind." 
Do you have parents? So the fellow responded, Baruch Hashem. Both parents are alive. Baruch Hashem and well. He says, where do they live? He says, they live near me in Yerushalayim. He says, what is their matzav hakaspi? What is their financial state? And the man looked at the chasna and she said, not much different than mine. They're not, uh, you know, penniless. Chazanish said, no, it's a tatin mame. Why don't you help them out? So he looked at Chazanish and said, I should help them. I have, I have nothing. I have nothing. So when the said that the Chazanish responded to him and said, Tayriyid, You made this trip to the Bnei Brak with not a penny. Somehow you put it together. For a person who's comfortable, this is an expensive trip. But somehow you managed to do it. Because whatever you have, you're going to give for your life. A person will stop at nowhere and nothing to be able to put their life together. And Mela, you did what you what we expect a person to do in such a matzav. Chazanish then went and said, Bruder, you came to me to get a bracha. Who says the bracha will work? You have a bracha muftechas That's a better investment. Spend that money. Spend the half half the money you spent on this trip. and do something for your parents, help them. This is the best of Bracha. Reb Nechemi said he knew this individual. Came back to Yerushalayim with whatever little kaychas he had. He was mitzamsim himself and he went into a Kibar Avaim campaign. And the man had a fushlim. When I heard the story again as a kid, it made an impact. It was the first time I think I heard of such a story where, you know, where there was sort of a a comparative analysis between a person's what they do for themselves and what they would do for the burnish and what they would do for others. And that's how it hit me. Again, even on a on an immature level, it hit me in that way. I was I started thinking myself, you know, how I treat others, and it was probably the first time in my in my young life that I that I thought on any deeper level in these areas. But the truth is that if we use that measuring stick of the Chazanish, life becomes an endless an end, endless road of growth. Because if we look at how much we invest into ourselves and we try to compare our Avodah Hashem, our Ben Adam everything else, how it matches up, the investment we put into our own lives, into our health, into our well-being, into our vacations, into our Hanoyos of Eilam And then we look at, you know, we all try to look at ourselves as good people. 
we're good people. good people. And we are. But if we use the measuring stick of Chazanish, we realize that every day of our lives, there's room to grow. There's no, there's no, it's a never-ending process. So I was thinking that that's the Pshat in these mitzvahs. That's what's going on here in the Pesukim. Mila reflects one fixing themselves. As I often say from the Sefer HaChinuch, that their Barnesham left the body sort of with a growth. Arlo, you have to look at it as a growth. It's a growth. It's malignant. It's not maybe physically malignant, but it's a spiritually malignant growth. And the Sefer HaChinuch explains, because that's the job of a human being. To be mashlim themselves. And to remove that. And he says, just like a person has the ability in a physical way to cut that growth off. That's as far as, let's call that a surmeira type of idea. Even though obviously it has in it so many other things. But the meal is identifying areas in our life that have to be fixed, that have growths. That's Mila. But Rabbi Yisai, that's not enough. A person has to have his chachas, even the areas of your life that are sort of in, intact. You need his chachas. And again, using the gauge of the chazanish, look at the chachas people do in their lives. Something new, a new vacation, a new food, a new experience. New. The world is on a mamish, especially living in a world now that's evolving in so many ways. You always need new. Your, your, your smartphone has to be a new smartphone. The latest, the thinnest, the fastest, the clearest. What in our lives are we masking to for it to be old? Nothing can be old. Everything has to be renewed. Now, if we take the Chazanish's gauge and say, well, how's our spiritual life doing? And how's Abin al-Machavir doing? Is there a newness there? Is there a schachus? Are we stagnant? Are we staying where we were? And that is ha'chidish ha'zelochem. That must be there. That explains why that mitzvah was given. The Baruch gave us a surmei ra, tikkun ha'nefesh, which is the mitzvah of Mila. And he gave us ha'chidish ha'zelochem. The rejuvenation, the renewal, that is absolutely imperative in a human being's life. Just like in the Olam Agashmi, it's imperative. In the Olam Aruchni, in the Olam Tikkun HaNafesh, it's imperative. Now we take these two things and we say, okay, but they're very difficult. Comes, that's where Pesach comes in. Korban Pesach comes in and Korban Pesach tells us that there will be miracles. Upasachti. Hashem says, you do the mitzvah. I'm going to take care of it. I'll take care of the mashchus. I'm going to jump over the homes. The nisim is not your problem to worry. You grasp Mila. You grasp Kiddush HaChodesh. And the Ebesh HaTelfen. You grasp the mitzvahs of Korban Pesach. The Ebesh HaTelfen. There's going to be a Pesach Aleichem. 
And that's what the Yitzir reflects. The Yitzir reflects the ability for a person to rise to the top in all areas of their lives. And that life should become, just like it's a growing experience physically, it should be spiritually growing, it should be characteristically growing. And it's in Pasachti Aleichem, and David Shazal Halfan, the Shataka Bimiskayim, the words of the Novi. Foi malach bedamayich ayi. Foi malach bedamayich ayi. Ha guten Shabbos.